Hi, this is Danielle Krissa from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 174 of Art for Your Ear. Today I'm talking to an artist that I only found out about in January of 2020. Granted, January 2020 seems like about 12 years ago. Anywho, I bet you're going to remember the post and for sure the painting that I put up on Instagram. It was titled Confidence on the Rocks, and it features a gorgeous woman sipping a drink on the edge of a crystal blue pool in Greece with a hot pink flamingo floating nearby. Does that ring a bell? Yes. New York-based artist Elisa Valenti is my guest today. I already loved Elisa's work, but I really only knew her through Instagram. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was asked to host an online fundraiser through Showfields.com, and Elisa was one of the featured artists. So I wanted to talk to all of the artists in person before having to talk live about their work, um, so I set up a call for us to chat. Well, I'd say about one minute into our call, I thought, okay, my podcast crew is going to want to hear all of this. So she is here today, and I am so excited for you to hear her story and her laugh, because it is the best. (laughs) And I'm going to save all of my deep thoughts and believe me, there have been a lot of them lately, until next week's episode. And we're just going to jump right in mid-conversation. Ready? Hopping on the phone with Elisa in Queens. Um, So first of all, how's your dad? Uh, Status quo. You know, same old. I mean, my dad's very strong. He has pneumonia, but he's like walking around the house. He's doing dishes. Like if you saw him, you'd never think anything was wrong. We have good genes. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. But do you want to hear... You won't believe this. So I I feel like I have a black cloud over my head and I see an astrologer and she's like, Elisa, yes, right now, you know, you're a Capricorn and, you know, the last 10 years have been really hard because Pluto is the planet of like bad things is in your realm and it's not going to leave you until 2024. So like I've had like setback after setback in my life, like, and she's like, but you're a goat and you're going to keep climbing and rocks are going to keep coming down on your head, but you're going to get through them. And she's like, in 2023 is going to be your biggest year. It's going to be great, but you just have to get through this. Do you know what happened yesterday? You'll never believe it. So my dad and I don't feel well. So I live upstairs. My dad lives downstairs. I did this when my mom got sick. So my mom um, was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. So I moved back. I I re-renovated the apartment upstairs. I live here. And then my mom passed away and I didn't leave because who's going to take care of my dad? So now that's our living situation. So we, um, we made a frozen pizza last night because we don't feel well. We're about to sit down to eat. I'm about to cut a tomato and this gigantic boom. I thought that there was a war. My whole house shook. I thought a bomb landed on my house. We look outside, a drunk driver smashed into my house (gasps) And hit four cars, and there's a big hole in the side of my house right now. And this is what happened last night. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, so the firemen come, and they come inside the house, and they and guess where the guy hit? He hit our boiler room. So there's a big hole in the boiler room in the basement. And uh, the, the, the fireman was like, Elisa, this guy was two inches away from hitting your gas and water lines. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the luck of, like, the cloud that's over my head right now. Oh, oh take a deep breath. Oh, my God. Deep breath in, deep breath out. And I just say, it makes my art better because it makes the layers more characteristic. Oh, my God. <laughs> so 
many layers. So many <laughs> layers. Oh my so, yeah. god. So do I sound stuffy? Because I, I woke up a little congested. Do I sound okay for no, this? No, you sound fine, but <laughs> okay. oh god, girl, this is well, we're documenting a moment in your history. Yeah, absolutely. This will be a funny story to tell in the future. Yeah, not today. No. Oh, my God. No. Okay, well, you I know thought, what? I thought it was a war. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, they're here to get us. The whole house shook. That's insane. Like, what are the odds? Oh, my God. The, he was a drunk driver. Apparently, he has, like, mental dis- disorder. I don't know what he has. He was crazy. And I live on an avenue, and it's a one-way. And he was coming down the opposite way. Oh, my God. So he was going down, speeding down the opposite way and made a turn. And the turn happened to be into my house. But he hit four cars. There was a little smart car that was demolished. So the smart car and his car both slammed into my house. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is your dad super stressed? My dad is like, he just takes everything with, like, he's just very cool, calm and collected. He suppresses some stuff. (laughs) <laughs> but he's just like, he's like, you know, it's a bad day. <laughs> yeah, let's, well, did you eat the frozen pizza? I did. He didn't <laughs> like it. It was truffle and mushroom, but you know, I, I liked it. So oh God. listen, my dad is alive and my house didn't explode. Yeah. So I'm grateful. Yeah. Pluto's yeah. not doing that great of a job. Apparently, so oh if God. these are if these are the things that if this is the standard by which I have to like rank my gratitude, like I'm not doing well. Like my dad's alive and the house didn't explode. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just you wait till 2023, though. Things are gonna be great. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, well, I'm not gonna keep you long because clearly there's some shit going down. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, oh my I'm God. ready. Can I keep that, any of that in or do you want me to cut that out? Um, oh, I didn't know we were recording. Oh, I I just, we it just... just records as soon as we pick up, but that's a pretty good story. But I can also chop it all off if you want. You can do whatever you want. I trust you. Okay. I'll cut your address out. How about that? Okay. Just so you don't have any stalkers being like, oh, where is that? Where is that naked lady who's painting herself every day? I'm going to go find that action. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we know what (laughs) happened to you yesterday. Um, Let's go. Let's, let's take a deep breath. Yeah. (laughs) Further back in time. So I, I always like to ask artists what they were like as kids. Now you and I just had a big, long conversation not long ago, just the two of us, because, um, we did that show for Showfields and Tax Collection, which was so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk to you ahead of time so that I, you know, had more of your backstory. So I know a lot of these answers, but that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I was like, oh my God, this story is crazy and I love it. And so um, <laughs> let's um, tell everybody what you were like as a kid. Were you making art when you were little? Um yeah. Go. Yes. So I posted on my Instagram back for, uh, in January for my birthday a picture of me, probably like one or two years old, holding colored pencils. So I like to joke that I came out of the womb kind of creative and holding pencils. Um, but yes, my mother would tell me that 
um, I would keep myself entertained by drawing and painting. And she was always impressed because I would draw the rooms in the house. So I would draw these little architectural pictures and she was, she would brag about them. Look at my daughter. She draws these things. And then, um, you know, in school, in the sixth grade, my first grade teacher, she would keep like a folder of all the students. And I remember being in the sixth grade, going back to her classroom for the first, she, it was my first grade teacher. And I remember I copied um, Clifford, the big, big red dog, yeah. the, the book, yeah. the story cover. And it was like an exact replica. And I didn't remember that I did it. And I was like, holy crap, I was in the first grade and like replicated the cover. Like, that's so freaking cool. And then like, as I got older, like, um, you know, like sixth grade, seventh grade, I would do uh, portraits of my family. So I would do like these portraits that were kind of cartoony, but they, they captured the, the, like my family's faces, you know? So I was, I've been drawing and painting and just loving art, uh, since I was a kid. Yeah. And then you went to an arts high school, didn't you? Yes, I did. I went to the high school of art and design, which is in Manhattan. It's on second Avenue. And, um, it used to be called the school of industrial design or something like that. And, um, if you're a fan of comic book artists, a ton, like, all of the famous comic books you know, those designers came from the art and design. Tony Bennett went there, Mark Jacobs, Calvin Klein, Stan Lee, wow. Stephen Maisel, Mob Deep. Like it's, a, I learned that like later um, that so many cool artists came out of that school. But yeah, I went to art and design. I went there um, because I wanted to get better at my art. So when I was in junior high school, they had like programs for junior high school, like you got to choose music or art. So I did chorus and art and I was, and I loved it. And I told my mom, I was like, I want to go to an art school because I want to like get better at what I do. So you had to take a test to get in. So I took the test. I was accepted. And my scared immigrant parents came with me the day before <laughs> school to take the train and, and they let their independent daughter do what she wanted. And I went to high school of art and design. I loved high school. I mean, there are people who like, they look back in their high school years and they're like, Oh, I hated it. It was awkward. I loved it. It was one of the freest times of my life. I was free to take the train into the city. I had access to like everything art, New York. I was always downtown. I was always at the museums. I loved high school and I, I majored. So at art and design, you can major in fashion industries. You can do industrial design. You can do uh, graphic design, fine arts. Like they have so many majors. So um, I chose fine arts and art history. And so we were the class that had like the nudes in class. We were drawing the nude models and um, it was really, really cool. Yeah. So I loved cool. high school. And where yeah. did you guys live? Where were you taking the train in from? From Queens, New York. Yeah. Oh, that, like, mm -hmm. that is, that's, that's something. Like, and so how did your parents, I mean, they let you do it. Well, my mom realized that of her three daughters, I was the independent spirit. And my <laughs> mom was kind of an independent spirit. So she kind of went with it. Yeah. And she, like, fostered this, this little, very in strong-willed yeah. young lady. <laughs> Where so. are you in the lineup of the daughters? I'm the youngest. Yeah. Okay. See, and so she had them as training ground to be like, okay, yeah. she'll survive. If you were the oldest, there's no way she would let you go. No, my poor I'm the sister oldest. Maria. I'm the oldest. Mm -hmm. I never got to do anything. Yeah. Anyway. My poor sister. She was like a, a prisoner, but it's okay. She's she's and it's funny. My my oldest sister is now the most supportive. Like she. She's like, I didn't have any of that, so I want, you know, she was always like, I want Elisa to do all the things I couldn't do, which is cool. Oh, that is cool. The little baby of the family. Okay, but then what happened? Because 
So this is the part of the story that I couldn't believe. And um, you've talked about <laughs> it on your Instagram, so your fans will know, but um, the general population might not. So you finish art high school, you're in Manhattan, you did na-na-na, and then what did you go to university for? So I had two different mentors. So in art school, um, Mr. Brown was my art mentor, and he wanted me to become like a big famous artist, and he saw so much potential in me. But at that age, I just... I didn't see what he saw, you know, and then I worked ooh, in a ooh, I have one more question. Sure. What were you um, in, in high school art? Were you um, already interested in the figure? Like you're like the work that you're yes. doing? Oh, you okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was doing on. a ton of it. The difference was that in high school, all that I ever drew and painted were ideal figures. Right. So like the concept of, of drawing like an ordinary body was not in my mind yet. Like I was drawing models and kind of like, you know, really built men that look like Roman statues, like just ideal figures. Right. And that's where that's the difference now, like the shift that happens in my artwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah. OK, go on. Yeah. Sorry. So Mr. Brown and so and um, Gloria. So Gloria was my pharmacy mentor. So I worked in a pharmacy and I went to art school. So it was kind of like this competing ideal of like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be, go to pharmacy school? Or am I going to go to art school? So um, art high school does not mean that all you do is art, right? You have two extra semesters of art. That's what art high school means in New York City. So I did really well in the sciences and math. And then I did really well in, in creative stuff. So I had the science teachers and the art teachers kind of in one, in each year mm -hmm. telling me like what to do. So, um, so the math and science teachers won, right? <laughs> I, I was accepted to, I had a scholarship to an art school and then I didn't have an art, a scholarship to pharmacy school. I ended up choosing pharmacy school because everybody was like, Elisa, choose like the practical thing, you know, make sure you have like a steady job and then you can, you can save your, you know, artistic stuff as your passion. And, you know, it was like this big competing, like, what, where do I go? Like, what do I do? So I became a pharmacist. Um, and I enjoyed being a pharmacist. Um, but the funny thing is that my, my, a family member said to me, Elisa, I don't agree with you being a pharmacist. This is not for you. It's not who you're going to be in years from now. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you're artistic. You're going to end up making mosaics out of pills in the back of the pharmacy. Like, <laughs> like you, are you sure that this is what you want to do? But of course, like, you know, the practical side of me was just like, I have to make sure that I, I have like a career where I can, you know, take care of my family if I have to. Not to say that artists can't, but it was this like very like immigrant mentality of, you know, you have to make sure that you you know, your parents came here and sacrificed for you. Like, make sure that you have a career that is noble and like... Yeah, be responsible. Be responsible. Like, sacrifice the thing that you really want to make sure that you're doing what is good. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I became a pharmacist. Um, you know, I've been working in pharmacy since I'm 15 or 16. It's like in my blood. Um, I ran my own stores for a while. And then um, there came an opportunity where I became a pharmacy director for this like huge company. Um, I ran it like it was my own. I didn't own it. I just ran it like it was my own. Um, you know, I went from like myself and one employee to like 60 employees. It was a regional thing. It was huge. We were well known in the region. I was licensed in multiple States. Um, I was, I was a speaker for drug companies. I was 
doing consulting. I proctored for the New York State Board for the Pharmacy uh, board exam for new students. I adjunct professor. I'm an adjunct professor at St. John's. Like I was, I was involved in my career. And then um, my mom got sick in the middle of all of this happening. And in 2018, like there was a shift in like my life, like something just changed. Um, and if you speak to my astrologer, she'll tell you that there was a major shift in like my planets. Um, but I'm not an expert at that, but that's what <laughs> she says. And she said, yeah, she was like, it was meant for you to have a big major shift. And in 2018, I resigned. I resigned from all that I had and was doing at that moment because it's just like my soul wasn't connected. And I did not stop working as a pharmacist to become a painter. Like, it wasn't like, okay, let's look at the rule book. Like, what are we doing next? Like, we're going to... Mm. No, it was like, I need a break. Like, I need to mourn my mom. I when, need... when did your mom... Your mom passed away in 2014? Yeah, yeah. March 16th of 2014. Oh. And, like, I was her caregiver, along with my sisters, but I was, like, the, the primary caregiver of her. I watched her pass away after 15 months. It was like... It was like a traumatic experience and I was building this pharmacy and I was distracted and I was taking care of her. It was like a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't like properly grieve. And then this, the fall of 2018 came and everything lined up and I was like, I'm going to resign. And I did. And I take, a, I took a few months to just like mourn. Like I just like, I prepared myself for quarantine. I quarantined myself <laughs> I stayed home and I just started painting and I was painting prior to this. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I was painting still lives and like in the summer I would, you know, I was, I was still creative, but I was in the zone. Like I just started painting. I, I brought home like 20 canvases and somebody said, Oh my God, Elisa, it's going to take you like a year to like paint all that. Where, what are you doing with all that? In three months I had 20 paint canvases like <laughs> done. Like I was just like on a mission, just painting, 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 but I wasn't painting. Cause I was saying, Oh my God, look, I'm going to paint this and sell it. Or no, I was just stockpiling all these paintings. And then, you know, I was like, what do I do now? You know, my friends were looking at these paintings and they're like, they're really good. Like, you know, you should put them on your Instagram or whatever. So I started like putting stuff up on Instagram and just playing with it. And, um, <clears throat> this opportunity came, this weird opportunity. I was looking through Instagram and I happened to think of a friend who was an artist that we grew, I grew up together. Her name is Gigi Chen. You probably know her. She's like a really awesome artist. And I thought of her and I was like, you know, Gigi went into the creative arts. I was like, I wonder how she's doing. So I looked on her Instagram and she was um, she was preparing to show at Superfine. And I was like, oh, look at Gigi. She's so cool. She's going to be in this art fair. Like, I want to be like that. I want I, I think that I could be in an art fair. I was like, you know what? Let me mentally prepare. Maybe in 2020, you know, I'll continue painting and maybe I'll be accepted. Who knows? So I guess, you know you know, Facebook, Instagram, they kind of, they're reading what you're pressing. <laughs> and suddenly I get a sponsored ad for Superfine, right? And I'm like, oh my God, sponsored ad for Superfine. Click. I click into it and they're like applications for 2020, you know, Superfine. And I was like, frig this, I'm applying. I'm putting all these, <laughs> I'm going to apply. And when I was this the I, beginning of 2019? This was uh, ap the end of April 
Okay. Like end of April, May-ish. Because Superfine was fair for 2019, was set for May okay. of 2018. So this so is like spring like Okay. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, I'm applying. I'm mentally preparing so that a year from now, I'll have the courage to like show my work. And, you know, like it was like a dream. It was kind of like, you know, the things that I hope to do one day in my life. Right. So I apply, I submit, it was at night. Next morning, I get a phone call. Hi, this is James um, from Superfine. And I'm like, what? And he's like, Elisa, we look where, you know, we got your application and we looked at your stuff. We think it's so good. We happen to have one spot available that just opened up um, for this year's Superfine, like in two weeks from now. And I was like, wait, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm supposed this is supposed to be happening next year. And he's like, listen, he was like, we really would love for you to come if you're um, available and you think you can whip this up in two weeks, like come. So two weeks later, I'm showing my work at Superfine. (laughs) Oh my God. That was the thing that like propelled everything that you know of me now. I, I put up my artwork for the first time <laughs> oh and you know, my, my stuff is pretty intimate. Like it's like nudes and stuff. And I was like, Hey, Hey world, like here's my work. <laughs> so and it what was did, really, <laughs> what did you feel like when you were at the fair? Did you feel vulnerable or did you feel like a rock star or both? A little of both. Like the intimidation is there that, you know, like, what if I suck? Like, what if I, like, what if the stuff is really crappy, but it was really well received. It boosted my spirits. Um, lots of people loved my work. So people had been following my Instagram. And, I, you know, behind the scenes on Instagram, you don't realize whose eyes are on you or what people feel. Like you're posting stuff and I'm posting myself, my life, and I'm just posting. Like I'm not thinking about it. I had a woman who flew up from Florida who ended up commissioning a piece of work because she was like, I saw Pizza Girl oh. on on. Instagram and I needed to see pizza girl in, in real life. She flew up to Superfine, and I was not famous. Like who was I? Some artist on Instagram. She flew up just to see pizza girl and commissioned a piece. I had people come to my booth who started crying because they were like, your work touches me in such a way that like, it makes me feel like it's me on the canvas. And like, I, I, I don't know how many people, like maybe 10, between 10 and 20 people came to my booth asking for hugs. They were like, Lisa, we follow you on Instagram and I just needed to give you a hug because of the way like your work makes me feel. And I'm like flabbergasted because I'm like, I don't know that you, I can't believe you know me. Like, this is mind boggling. Um, so that <laughs> so opportunity awesome. opened up, like writers were writing about my work and people were buying my work and collecting it and... It just kind of, it was the beginning of my art career. It's, this is why I wanted you on the podcast. I bet everyone who's listening, their mouths are open. And that's what I wanted because this is such an awesome story. Okay, let's talk about, because this is also another awesome story from the beginning, the flamingo painting. The flamingo painting. So that's the one that I saw. I think I saw, I think Create Magazine had posted it or something. And I was like, oh, I love it. And uh, so then I went down (laughs) the rabbit hole and found, you know, your work. And I did a post. Um, And so, and then when we were chatting, whenever that was, a couple weeks ago, I love this story. So could you tell the flamingo painting story? Oh, I would love to. So yeah, the ladies from Create Magazine, um, 
Kat and Alicia, hey girls, if you're listening, <laughs> shout out to you guys. They stealthily walked by my booth at at Superfine, oh, okay. and I noticed them, and I'm like, oh my god! I was like, those are the Create ladies. I was like, how exciting! They're looking at my stuff, and they stopped at my booth, and you know, they 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 said hi to me. I I, I introduced them to my work. They walked away. I didn't think anything of it. Um, a few weeks later, I get an email, and they're like, Lisa, we would love to like write about you in you know, and do like an interview. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like a dream. Cause I had been applying to create magazine and I, I applied a bunch of times and I, I didn't get accepted yet. And then they came out and reached out to me and I was like, Holy moly, like this is a whirlwind. Like, this is so cool. Um, and it's validating, you know, like, wow, my, my work, um, is meaningful, you know, it means mm-hmm. something to people. Mm-hmm. So the flamingo painting, flamingo, flamingo. So there is an artist, her name is Danielle, and I never know how to pronounce her last name, Club something, Club, I should have, I should have, whatever, um, <laughs> we'll tag her so okay. that people can see her work. Um, she creates these beautiful Winslow Homer modern, really funky paintings with like bright colors. I really like her work, and I, I followed her on Instagram, and I scrolled and saw this painting that she painted of this person swimming in a pond so they're like underwater you see their arms swimming the water is moving and in the distance there's like a flamingo floaty and something about this painting it's not even like I I paint in nude colors and you know pinks kind of scare me Um, I've been experimenting more with pinks I'm like oh my god this painting is like I don't know something about it just draws me I love it and I was like I'm inspired by it I was like I wonder what I can do to kind of make a painting similar to this right all artists do that they see a painting and they're like oh I want to do something like that so I'm like, I need a reference. So I'm like, I'm looking through my phone. So now this is 2018 and I'm scrolling through my phone and I go back to 2016 pictures of a vacation I took in Greece. And what, lo and behold, what do I find? A picture of, a, of me in blue water with a flamingo in the freaking pool. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, blue water flamingo. I was like, I'm going to paint this. So it wasn't the body, it wasn't the figure, it was like, ah, this whole like thing, I, it'll be like that painting and I, I wanna experiment with it. I paint the painting. And now this photo of myself was a photo that like I would never post, like, cause I felt embarrassed, like my thighs look big, my stomach roll, but I was having fun. Like I was just kind of like drinking a drink and you know, in the pool, but the the insecurities of ourselves won't allow us to share those moments because stupid things like a belly roll and big thighs make us not share the joy of the painting because we're Mm -hmm. insecure and stupid because we're afraid of like people will think people won't love us anymore because we're showing like our insecurities. So I was like, you know what? Nobody needs to see this painting. I'm painting it for me. I'm painting it. I, I finished the painting and I look at it and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, it's beautiful. Like, look at the beautiful body. Like, it's such a happy painting. Like, what was I thinking? And I showed it to my best friend who has a really good eye for this stuff. And she's like, Lisa, that's your break. She was like, that's your masterpiece. She was like, that's your breakthrough. She was like that because I had been sending her like all the things I was painting. And she's like, this is it. She was like, this is amazing. And I was like, is it really? I was like, it's just whatever. And she's like, no, I love this. Post it. And I posted it and it got so many likes. And I'm like, wow. I was like, people like this. Like, this is crazy. And I liked it. And I was like, I love how my body looks in this damn painting. Why did I hate it two years ago? And that was the painting that was like, yes, like 
we're painting ladies. I painted figures before. Like, it wasn't like I never painted a figure and this was the first time. But before that, I was painting models out of magazines. I was painting, like, big boobs and small waist and, you know, um, the Venus statues, the Greek statues. Like, perfect people. And this was like, I'm going to paint regular people. And, And from there, I painted that. And then I did a whole series of, like, pictures of vacation bathing suits of myself. Like, you know, but it wasn't supposed to be me. It was just like, I need this. I like this body. I want to paint a regular body. And I used myself because I didn't have anybody else. (laughs) And so from that moved on to the Venus of Willendorf collection, which I saw this Venus of Willendorf that I always loved Venus of Willendorf, but I was like, I'm going to put that in my paintings. So I posed for these photos with my friend, uh, Marcella. Uh, Her Instagram is Juana underscore Lala. And she's awesome. So go check out her (laughs) photography. And she took these photos of me and she's like, Elisa, I want to experiment with light. She was like, let's experiment with you. She was like, go stand over there. And she took these pictures of me and I was like, oh my God, these would be beautiful for like a Venus of Willendorf because I have big boobs and a big belly like Venus of Willendorf. And so I called it that collection. And then I started making these types of paintings. And if you see the progression went from bathing suit to this sheer dress to my color blocking and mm-hmm. it's like I'm slowly getting rid of the um, the fear of like the nudity. So it was like bathing suits, um, sheer dress, blocking to keep it like anonymous. And then Pizza Girl was the first one that was like regular skin, um, you know, not fully nude, but like showing pieces. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like the nudes followed. And it was and you follow this progression of like confidence. And feeling okay and, like, you know, the the thought process behind, like, hiding your body and then being really proud of your body. And that's where kind of that progression of the colors and the color blocking and then the nude regular painting kind of all happened. So such a it's, – it's just such an inspiring, beautiful story. And, like, you have – I mean, what a transformation for you, too. Like, just to go from – pharmacist to artist but also just you know um seeing that you know the the photo on your phone from your trip and being like oh god I'd never post that photo to painting it and being proud and suddenly you're your own model yeah it's It's really really crazy crazy and I've suffered from not suffered I don't want to put myself in I don't want to take away from people who truly suffer from like eating disorders but I've had a really big complex about what I look like and who I am and not feeling good enough my entire life. It's just been part of my personality, like always having to achieve really high to prove that I'm worthy and, um, you know, being on really strict diets. I mean, I write about these things on my Instagram and I it saw touches that, people. Yeah. I saw that one of you in the, in the white bathing suit when you were yeah. talking about that it was the thinnest you'd ever been. And you had, I, I assume you had a bad boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. were eating oranges and, and saltines and yes. Yeah. Oh my God. See, you remember the story. That's no, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what? It's so, what's crazy is I don't, I mean, I, I'm just speaking for myself here, but, um, you know, I think women especially are hard on themselves no matter what. Like, um, I, I had this sort of moment a few years ago where, um, cause I was really, really thin growing up. I always joked that I was like a stick insect. And, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now I'm just, after I had my baby, I kind of just 
I'm a normal person now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but in my head, I'm like, why can't I get back to being a size zero? And it's like, okay, well, because I'm not 14. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had a child. And I was like, you know what? I'm so hard on my body. Like I, I should say thank you. Like this, this body birthed a baby. This mm-hmm. body has kept me healthy. This body, mm-hmm. I, it has crossed a lot of finish lines. I've done, um, 12 half marathons. I've done, you wow. know, I don't, I don't do them fast, but this body is the one that got me across the line. So mm-hmm. if there's a little squidge here and there, or, you know, a roll here and there, okay, like that's fine. This body has worked hard. It's done amazing things. It's beautiful. Why am I constantly nitpicking it? Like just let leave her alone for God's sake. Exactly. You know, I wish that people would accept like the growth of the human being. We're not meant to look like we're 20 forever. We're meant to be 20 and then 30 and then 40. And there's things that happen when you become those that age. And it's beautiful. You know, I looked at my mom and I thought she was more beautiful as she aged. Mm-hmm. Her skin glo- was glowing and she was beautiful. Like the older she got, the more beautiful she got. And you know, we're going to have wrinkles and we're going to have gray hair and our body, you know, if you are the type of of body type that stays thin for your whole life, God bless. And if you're the type that your body gets bigger, then God bless. But, you know, our metabolism naturally slows down and we get fatter and we lose muscle. And these are like natural things that humans go through. But like society doesn't want to accept that. And fundamentally, I feel like society cares about money and all of these negative things that we think about the, 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 the stem of them is like greed and money and, you know, wanting to sell us stuff, sell us beauty Mm. products and sell us, uh, you know, things that hurt our, um, uh, our self-esteem so that they make money. But, you know, grandmothers are supposed to look like grandmothers and feel like grandmothers. And if they, if they, and it's okay, you know, and I kind of equate it to like being an artist, right? The artist you are today and the artist you were yesterday and the artist you'll be tomorrow, they're never going to be the same person. So, you know, I'm going to use an example. I painted the painting in the flamingo, the the flamingo painting. I'm trying to reproduce that painting two years later and I can't do it. Like, I can't. I've been trying. I painted over that face a thousand times and I promised that I would have this painting ready for sale so that somebody can buy the flamingo painting because the original I have, and I don't want to sell it. Right. Yeah. So, but I've grown as a person I've grown. So the, the artist that I was painting the flamingo painting is no longer she, like she doesn't exist anymore. She's a new woman and painting her. It's going to be a new flamingo painting because I can't replicate that. Yeah. And the, the 14 year old, beautiful Danielle, you'll (laughs) never be that girl. You'll never be her again because you're not meant to be because you've grown. And today you are beautiful Danielle of today. And tomorrow you will be a new Danielle because yesterday you didn't have this conversation with me and tomorrow you have had it. So now tomorrow's Danielle has just, it has evolved into a new Danielle because you had this experience. Mm -hmm. So the message of my work is just like accept who you are and the beauties and the flaws with it. Because it's so painful to not accept who you are. And it's so not worth your time. No. I remember being in class during pharmacy school in a huge auditorium 
worrying about what time I had to eat my saltines to keep my metabolism uh, going, right? This like myth of metabolism, right? And I was so down on myself, like, oh my God, what if I miss the, the mark? What if I don't lose weight this week? I hate myself. I'm in a, oh my God, uh, nobody's going to love me if I'm fat. Uh, all these horrible thoughts going through your mind. And I used to say to myself, God, if I was skinny, like I would have a better life because I wouldn't be having all these negative thoughts. And imagine all of the time that was spent needlessly. I could have been making art instead of spending two or three hours a day exercising because I was exercising because I needed to feel worthy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Not because I, you just wanted to. <laughs> not because I just wanted to because it's good for you and because it's healthy and because it feels good. No, I was doing it because I had to prove that I was worthy. And that's why when you go on my website, it says, you are good enough. You're good enough today. You're good enough even if you ate a bunch of cookies. You're good enough if you're not the ideal weight. And you're good enough. It doesn't matter. You're good enough because of all the beautiful things that are in your soul, right? That's what Pizza Girl's message is. You know, Pizza Girl is a woman sitting in a bathtub eating a slice of pizza because for freaking years she felt ashamed of eating pizza because people were judging her that she was too fat and she shouldn't be eating pizza. And, you know, Pizza Girl's message is just, just accept who you are and feel beautiful in who you are because the beauty of Pizza Girl is the inside. Her soul is emanating from her skin. It's the beauty of your soul. This vessel that we are in, it's just a vessel. It's your soul that matters. The beautiful mm -hmm. things you do for others, the beautiful things you do for the planet, for the world. Your body is just like a, a, a you know, it's just like this, this thing that holds your soul. Mm -hmm. So I just wish that people would like ac accept that. And I feel like people do in their own time. So in time, people yeah. accept these things. But yeah, like, I, like I, I, I when I had that, that when I had that moment. <clears throat> I don't even know what it was that made me go, hold on, I need to be thankful. Yeah. You know, like some people, you know, uh, they, they, they do pass away too early or, you know, all these different things. And it's like, you have to thank your body for, you know, getting you through and yeah, be healthy and, you know, all that stuff. But like, I, I can eat well at the age that I'm at, I can eat well and I can exercise and I am what I am. Like I, I'm That's not going to be a size zero again, unless I'm a, crazy fanatic about it and I don't want to live like that I don't want to put my family through that. I don't want to put yeah. myself through that I just want to be happy and it's a really nice relief to just go this is me there's no shame in that and I love that your paintings are celebrating that and um it, it's just so beautiful what I think is hilarious though is that you didn't think people knew that that was you in the painting <laughs> That yeah, I was is funny for a while. <laughs> I was like, you know, like I would paint a painting, and my friends were like, "Oh my god, that looks exactly like you." I'm like, "No, it doesn't." I was like, "It's just a figure," but I want that because I want people to be able to look at it and feel like it's them. So yeah. my paintings are not an homage to myself; they're just a figure that I'm using. <laughs> well, that's what I was and... going to ask you. So, like, is, so who who's photo? So, is your friend still photographing you all the time, or how are you getting all of your source photos? Uh, my source photos come from two different methods. So I either have a photographer who um, photographs. So I come up with like ideas um, or sometimes I don't and I just like do it on a whim and I will photograph all of these positions and um, what I'll do is I'll do video and then do still, still takes of like video oh, okay. or I'll do photographs. 
Um, so I'll either photograph myself or I'll have a photographer photograph. And then um, I paint from those photographs. Okay. But I, I don't believe that artists should only paint from photographs. I feel like that diminishes your, your, your ability to see. Um, I think I've spoken about this on my Instagram too, but um, it's good to do both paint from life and paint from photographs because you, um, the two dimensional makes your paintings flat. And when you paint from life, you see like a 3d image and it's deeper and it trains your eye to see the reality of what it is. Whereas when you paint from 2d, you're kind of painting like what your brain remembers. So a, a combination of both, I think is really healthy for an artist um, so like are your, your vases and stuff like that? Is that, yeah, those are from at? life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like vases, plants, things like that I'll do from life, but the body, obviously I can't, I can't like have my arm thrown over my shoulder painting yeah. and painting it at the same time. So yeah, I can't you look know, in the mirror. That would, <laughs> that would be, be something. Awkward. That would be something. Um, when I was in art school, um, my, I had an amazing drawing teacher. I just loved him, and um, he just didn't buy into all the art school BS. He was his name was George. He he would come to school on a motorcycle. He brought his um, dog with him, and often we had to draw his dog. And <laughs> um, but he always brought in models that were of every size and shape. And um, we had the ideal, like the ballerina, and then the Greek god type dude, and um, which was super awkward because I drew the. I swear to God, every male model, you know, you'd be in a circle around them. So I'd always be hoping for the back. I was like 18 years old. I was like, I just, I don't want to, nope, nope. They would like, do, 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 find me in the circle, drop the robe. And I'd be like, there it is again. Um, and uh, and so one of, one of these Greek God type guys, I was at the gym, at the university gym, and I look on the treadmill and he's beside me. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm drawing your peeper. Oh, anyway, but there was this one, <clears throat> this one model we had <clears throat> who was a heavier lady. She was probably in her late 60s or something. Sorry, I need water. Good she girl. was my favorite to draw. <clears throat> it was so much more interesting than an ideal body. And, you know, like... There were curves and shapes, and she would always sit in really cool positions where she would like slump back or lean forward, and it just gave you all like so much extra than this lovely ballerina lady who would just stand there. That one almost felt like an anatomy class where she felt like drawing art, you know. And I, I clearly, clearly remember that. Um, always wishing that it would be her that we got to draw. Yeah, because it was just more I interesting. Love- my favorite um, things to, to paint are uh, really big, full breasts and bellies and, and tushes. I like to paint tushes as well. Um, uh, you want to know a secret? You know what my most popular paintings are? My tush paintings. People love tush. I don't know what it is. Men and <clears throat> gay men, straight men, straight women, gay women, they love the tush paintings. But um, I love the bellies and the boobs. And I love circles. There's something about like round circles. So if you look at a lot of my paintings, you'll see like secret circles. There's like these little circles like that are in there. I don't know. My eyes see circles. But um, yeah, so I wanted to mention before when we were talking about um, the block painting and the skin and part of the reason I did the block painting was to keep it anonymous. And if you notice the block painting, I use like all different colors because I want everybody to be able to see themselves in it. So it's not like one skin color. It's 
there's there's chocolate browns, there's cocos, there's beiges, there's pinks in there. So it's kind of like it's it's everyone. Like everyone sees themselves in those skin tones and in that body. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's a big reason for the this the color blocking because um, I didn't want it to be me. Right. I want it to be like everyone. Mm-hmm. Which is so beautiful. But I also have to say, I think you're really good at painting regular skin because I know that when you first started, you were feeling like it wasn't perfect enough, but it is freaking perfect enough. Um, Would you ever, speaking of different skin tones, would you ever photograph other people and paint that? I would. Well, I do. So I'm glad you said that. So um, I don't talk about it as often, but I think I'm going to start promoting it. But I do commissions and I'm actually working on a few commissions right now. you're going to love the story of the two women. So one woman that I'm doing a commission of was a woman in Canada who was a surrogate mother of a baby for another couple. And she wanted to, she wants to document, I'm currently working on it. She wants to document the changes of her body during the surrogacy. So I'm painting this gorgeous image of her um, pregnant and like holding her belly. It's really beautiful. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'm actually going to go through the process of me doing that and post it online. Wow. And then the other woman is a woman who has had eight pregnancies and she has six children. So she lost two children and she has six children and she's a caregiver. She is a coach for other women. I mean, this woman is super strong and she wanted to document her body through like now as it is now with all of its glory and imperfections. So these women will photograph, I don't, I'm not near them. If they were local, like I would set up photograph where I would photograph them and kind of draw them from life um, in person, Mm -hmm. but they're all far away from me. So they, they took their own photographs and then sent them to me. I chose my favorites. We kind of picked together and then I'm working on their commissions. So yes, I, yeah, my ideal situation is that I will have a a myriad of different body types and um, colors and shapes, but for now it's me. Holy cow, that is, like, there's another amazing evolution. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, I love all of this. Okay, so because your dad is not well and there's a hole in your house, I'm going to, we're going to do the last (laughs) question, and then we're going to do the not-so-speedy speed round. And it's called the not-so-speedy speed round because I always go off on tangent, so it's never fast. So um, I want to know... Uh, you might not be able to answer this. What is next for you? <laughs> or or what do you wish is next for you? Like when you applied for Superfy and that was like the dream. Is there a new dream? And is there stuff that's in the works for other fairs? Or what's going on? Yes. So, um, okay. So I've been thinking about this. So online, this is like immediate um, goal. And then we'll talk about future goals. Okay. So immediate goal is that there's this cool thing. A a lot of the work that I do is like, I do so much charity. I feel like every month I'm involved in like whatever I sell, I like to give like portions away. So every month I'm kind of doing something like that this time around, there's something online called the artist support pledge. Oh yes. And I think I want to do that. So I want to like make some new stuff and make it like super affordable so that everybody has an opportunity to get it. And the artist support pledge is like you paint something, you post it, somebody um, buys it. And then when you reach a certain amount of money with that money, I'll buy somebody else's art. So like, let's say, you know, I'll sell my work for $200, um, five people purchase, then I'll take $200 and buy another artist's work so that 
you know, so many artists are kind of like have lost their jobs and are in tough place. So I feel Mm -hmm. like what goes around comes around. So if I'm making money off of art, I want other artists to make money off of art. Um, so I think I'm going to do the artist support pledge starting this week. Okay. And then, um, so that's my immediate goal. And then uh, I was supposed to have two shows in May. So I was doing the other art fair. Oh, and that's a good one. I was supposed to have a solo show in uh, a gallery called On Center Gallery in Provincetown. But because of everything going on, obviously everything was canceled or postponed. Um, so in November, if God willing, um, the other art fair will happen in Brooklyn. So I'll be showing new work there. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like my dream for this, I'm a Capricorn. I'm a, I'm a tough cookie. I like business. Um, I would love for Elisa Valenci studio to become something really special. And, uh, I would love to make my art and I would love just to continue to spread this message of positivity and courage and strength and mental health. And I would love to show my work, you know, obviously like across the globe. Um, I would love to share this message across the globe. Um, I don't know. I see big things for Elisa Valenti studio. Maybe 2013 will be the big year for it. um, (laughs) I was going to say like, so what did she say? 23, 2023, 2023, 24 is supposed to be my big years. Well, you know, when things are going pretty well, aside from the hole in the house, like, you know, (laughs) things are going pretty well for the, the pharmacist who decided to take a break and now is suddenly like (laughs) doing her thing. So just imagine what's going to happen in 23. Yeah. So I like to think of it. I posted yesterday um, uh, a post on my Instagram telling people about like becoming a pharmacist and becoming an artist. So I'm a helper, right? I'm a helper. There's helpers in this world. And I find I find satisfaction out of helping people. Um, maybe that's a little selfish, right? Helping you makes me feel good, but it's okay, right? Um, so I became a pharmacist because I like the idea of being the go-to person, right? Of people mm-hmm. coming to me, me making them feel better. Um, I studied medicine for 20 years because I wanted to make people feel good. And I feel like that was my art form for, for a long time. But now with my art, I feel like my art is still medicine. Like I'm still making medicine that makes people feel good. Mm-hmm. People so, still want to hug you. I love hugs. I wish I can't wait till we could hug people <laughs> at all my shows. Anybody can hug me. That's a rule. Unless, <laughs> unless this COVID thing is happening. Then. I, know, I know, but long live the hug. I know that's so funny. I get lots of hugs at my book signings and stuff too. And it's oh. fantastic. It's really yeah. cool. It's very cool. Um, okay. Are you ready for the not so speedy speed round? Let's do it. Okay. First question, coffee Go. or tea? Tea. Really? I don't drink coffee. It gives me a headache. Oh, you've got the perfect accent to say coffee. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. It's so funny. So I'm Italian, guys. I'm Sicilian. My family's from Sicily. So I'm the weirdest Sicilian I'll ever meet because I don't drink coffee. I don't eat meat, right? I'm a vegetarian. So people are like, wait a minute. So you don't eat sausage? I'm like, nope, I do not eat sausage. I don't drink coffee. And there's something else. Oh, and I don't drink wine. I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. What I'm about weirdo? What about pasta? I love pasta. Okay, good. Woo. Okay, they'll they'll keep you in the family. 
when people ask me how I keep my curvaceous curvy body, I tell them it's the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I have a, I have really bad arthritis. And so unfortunately gluten is what Oh. makes it really bad and I am like I love like pasta bread everything and I cannot eat it because then I can't oh. use my hands and um I get I can't even bend my <laughs> I can't even bend my knuckles if I eat something like that oh. but when I go to Venice there's something different about the, their flour and the way that it's not not overly processed and everything and huh. I can eat pasta and bread wow every day and 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 it's makes me so happy yeah, uh, it, it broke my heart when you said you couldn't eat pasta. I don't know if you heard it in my voice. I was like, oh my God, you poor thing. I know, it breaks my heart too. It's a terrible, terrible thing. I, I, yeah, I just developed this when, right before I turned 40. All of a sudden, it's oh. like, anyway, I know, feel bad for me. But I do drink coffee. You do drink coffee. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Depending where you go in the world, the water and the air have something to do with the food. Like if you go to Sicily, the cannolis you eat in New York don't taste anything like a real cannoli. And it's, it has to do with like the, the milk that they use, the yeah. air, the water, the pasta there's different, the pizza, everything tastes different Yeah. Um, because of that. So yeah. I know. It's so good. Well, one day we'll be able to go back. Not right now. But one we'll just day. think about it. Um, see, this is why it's the not so speedy speed round. Exactly. Um, okay. Oh, here you go. If you could, well, we, maybe we just covered this. If you could go anywhere right now, where would you go? If you could anywhere hop on the, the plane, world. yeah, if you could just hop on a, or or walk somewhere, whatever. If you could go anywhere right now, leave your whole in the house house and go somewhere, where would you go? My the first thing that came to my brain was Costa Rica. Oh, have you ever been there before? No, I have not. Have you thought I kind of want to be there? in nature. I want to be around nature. Yeah. So Costa Rica came to mind. That would be amazing, actually. You're you're go there and take photos of yourself. Naked, yeah, naked, naked ladies in the jungle. Yeah, some bananas, some palm bananas. leaves. Yes, yes. Mango or two. Yeah, it's all coming together. Um, okay. Well, this is just an excuse to show some of your work. Baths or showers? Both. Okay, equal. So if I take a bath, I always take a shower after. Yeah. So I do both. I hate baths. But I like... Really? You feel like you're sitting in your own filth? Yeah, I get bored and hot. (laughs) (laughs) My husband and my son love baths, and we have this amazing clawfoot tub that looks out over the lake. Like, it's ideal. It was, like, one of the reasons we bought this house. I was just like, oh, my God, this is so ideal. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to sit in there. (laughs) I don't know. It's just always annoyed me. I love a good shower. Well, you could sit in the in the bathtub with no water in it and just, and just like look, look at, the, at view. the view. That, yeah. That's a good idea. Have a have a coffee. Look out have at the Have a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just keep saying it cuz it's so fun. Um and I mainly just said that because then I would have an excuse in the post that I always write a big post with the podcast and then I can put your pizza girl and I can do um that other one of you sitting on the edge of that tub. Oh, the, the tush, the tush shot. Yes. Yeah. Cause people yes. love tush. I, I can't take credit for being, that's not me in that painting. So what? that is, um, a photograph from a photographer named Jamie Beck. 
And I loved her painting, her photograph. It was actually her in the photograph. And then I whipped up my painting based on her position. So I'm not taking credit for that one. Um, but I made my figure plumper. She's much thinner than the, the figure oh, in the in crazy. the painting. Yeah. Wow. I love it. The, the, see, yeah. the inspiration comes from everywhere. See, now I know that. Thank goodness okay. I asked baths or showers. And now okay. all of my listeners know how much I hate baths. So, so there you go. Win-win. Um, <clears throat> okay. So my, my son always loves would you rather, so he always wants me to throw one in. So um, sure. I started one for you. I said, would you rather be a mermaid or a... And then all I could think about was you painting yourself as a mermaid. And I was like, oh, I'm done. I couldn't think of another thing because I just <laughs> pictured a painting of you as a mermaid. <gasps> Wouldn't that be amazing? That might be amazing. Yeah, maybe I'll try that. Well, I, you know, I keep bringing up the horoscope thing, but I'm a Capricorn, and Capricorns are half goat and half fish. Oh, okay. so maybe we we could work something with that. Okay, half just fish do the thing. fish part. Just do the fish part. Yeah, I don't know if I'd look good as a goat. <laughs> I don't think anyone would look good as a goat. <laughs> but I was just thinking of your. Um, I think the flamingo piece made me think of mermaid, right? And I was like, oh. yeah. You as a voluptuous mermaid? And then I got, and then I didn't come up with another thing. So I don't know. Would you rather be a mermaid or a, is there anything or you'd rather, rather be? A, a goat? fairy? Yeah, a, goat. a fairy. I was going to go fairy and I was like, meh. So would you rather have wings or would you rather have a fishtail? I asked, I had my husband and son on the podcast and I asked Charlie that. He, um, he voted for flying because he thought that would be more fun. I'd rather I fly. I flying. I yeah. think flying. Yeah, I think I'd rather have wings than have a fishtail. Yeah, because you're... I'm afraid of sharks. Me like, too. <laughs> Me I have an irrational fear. Like, I, you know, there's a shark in the pool. Like, I'm I, yeah. kind of scared. So does my yeah. son. He's always afraid that there's something down there, even like in a pool. Or we live like by a big lake. And the only thing in there is like the occasional trout, you know. But he's like, ooh, what if there's something in there? And I'm like... like That's how I feel. Yeah. There it, there's not. Yeah. But when we, we go to Maui every year for our family holiday... And uh, before I started taking anti-anxiety medication, um, I would never go in the water. I would just, Greg and Charlie would be surfing or whatever, and I would sit on the beach pretending I was taking it all in, but I was really on shark watch. Nice, yes. I was watching yeah, for fins. For I was watching for fins so that I could save my, my boys. And, um, and then I started taking the medication and I was like, oh, okay, that's crazy. <clears throat> I need to go in the water. <laughs> so no, now, but see, the funny thing is that I love to swim, and I will go in the water, but just with a lot of fear of a shark yeah. being in the water. Yeah. yeah, well, don't watch that. Have you seen that Blake Lively um, movie? No, I don't plan don't, to ever. Don't do it. I started. I was watching it on a plane, and I was like, nope, I will never go to Hawaii again if I watch this. So I had to turn it off. I did the horrible, horrible thing of watching. That movie with the people who, the true story of people who went on vacation, they went scuba diving and got lost, left <gasps> in the water. Did in the cage? Did you ever see that movie? In no, the not in cage? They went like scuba diving or something and the boat left them in the middle of no. the ocean and they, they were eaten by sharks. Yeah, oh, no. no, 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 no. That was a, that was a bad choice of movie for me to watch. Yeah, don't watch. That's not going to help with your issues. No. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Maybe watch... Good old Splash. Do you remember Splash with Daryl I love Splash. There you go. Back so many memories. Yeah, there you go. Mermaid. Okay. See, I'm getting I'm getting this painting commissioned whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, okay, and now this is because I looked and I, I stalk you on Instagram. <clears throat> okay, final question. Have you ever iced a cake with Nutella? 
Yes. Oh my God. Do you want to hear? Should we talk about cakes? Do you want to go on a little story? <laughs> sure. So, uh, in 2012 ish or 2011 ish, um, I, my niece had her first birthday and my sister hired a baker to make this beautiful cake. So this beautiful cake comes and I was like, Oh my God, that's cake art. I was like, I love this. I was like, I can do that. So every year, from when my nieces and nephews for, were one, two, three, every year for their birthdays, I would make a cake for them. And every year my cakes got bigger and better and more beautiful. So one day uh, a friend of the family's daughter had her christening and they said, Elisa, would you make a cake for the christening? And I was like, sure, absolutely. So I make this beautiful cake for the christening and everybody at the christening is like, Elisa, you need to professionally make cakes. So I'm like, but I'm a pharmacist. Like, I can't run two businesses. And they're like, yes, you can because you are a go-getter. So what do I do? I open up my own little cake business while I'm a pharmacist. So if you go to ZLE Cakes on Facebook, you'll see all of my big cake creations. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, what is it? What what is it? ZLE? ZLE because in Italian when you say aunt it's Zia and my nickname is Ellie because my name is Elisa so my nieces and nephews call me Zia Ellie so my little niece Rosanna uh, my her her mother when she was a little girl said uh, Rosanna let's do spelling tests how do you spell apple how do you spell cat how do you spell Zia Ellie so she said (laughs) Z-L-E she spelled it phonetically (laughs) so I was like because I make my cakes for my nieces and nephews, they will be ZLE cakes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you are a Renaissance woman. Okay, I'm going to go look that up. And and for everyone listening, I always do a great big post with it. all the things we've talked about. So all the photographers you've mentioned and your cake business. Now, can somebody call you for a painting commission slash cake? Um... <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, commissions, yes, absolutely. Right now, I would love to do my lines and contours uh, commissions. So I have this this series of paintings where uh, it's lines and contours. It's very opposite of the, the paintings that you know me for. Yeah. Um, so my paintings are very known for this underlying idea of like weight and size. And so I was sketching in my sketchbook and my friend Joyce, who is kind of my art critic, was like, I I was flipping through the pages and she's like, that one. She was like, what is that? She's like, I love that. And I was like, I don't know. It's just a doodle. And she's like, there's something about that. You should work with that. So I just started working with these like line kind of idea. And I I made these um, line and contour paintings that are very light and airy. And I'm like, wow, what a beautiful opposite of what I do. Like, as opposed to being heavy and colorful, these are like light and airy. So I would love to do uh, line and contour commissions for people if they're interested in that. Do you have any of those on your Instagram right now? Uh, I do. They're okay. on my Instagram and they're in on my website. If you go to the shop, there's different categories in the shop and it's okay. just lines and contours. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Um, now we talked about cakes, but you didn't really say anything about Nutella. Oh my God, Nutella. I'm actually painting a Nutella painting right now. <laughs> What does that mean? I put Nutella on everything. Actually, right before the phone call, I was eating my breakfast and it was a croissant um, with Nutella and then chopped almonds. Oh, my God. Nutella. So I'll tell you a funny Nutella story. 
I am an Italian immigrant. My parents are immigrants. Nutella has been around for like 40 years. So when I was a child back in the 80s, my mother would make me Nutella sandwiches. But the only way we can get Nutella, because it was not available in America, was through like friends and family coming back and forth from Italy. So that was like the suitcases would come from Italy and it was like, where's the Nutella? (laughs) Oh my God, it's so good. We would go to school with our little Italian sandwiches with Nutella and get made fun of by everybody. Ew, you're eating chocolate and bread. That's so gross. Like, you're so gross. And then we'd be like, do you want to taste it? It's really good. And they'd be like, okay. And they'd be like, we want half your sandwich. Yeah, no now. kidding. So, yes. No kidding. So oh, my God. it's like this trendy thing now. But it's like, dude, I've been eating this for years. Yeah. Well, my husband is from Poland and so they same thing and then he they um they're immigrants they actually left Poland during the cold war so they escaped which was crazy and they oh had gosh. to go to a refugee camp and the refugee camp was in Italy oh so they were in Italy. I, I wouldn't mind being a refugee in Italy no kidding in Rome they were just outside of Rome and uh yeah so he experienced all the goodness and uh anyway so there's always a jar of Nutella in our house and um now we have taken to if Charlie and I made a chocolate cake the other day because you know quarantine and uh mm-hmm. we we're like let's ice it with Nutella oh my god <laughs> it's, it's so the best good. thing ever Yeah. Do you know that Nutella was an accident? It was a happy accident. Nutella was made by an Italian uh, baker during World War II when they were rationing sugar and cocoa and all these things. So he his bakery didn't have enough cocoa to make ganache. So he started supplementing his ganache with hazelnuts because it was all he had. And so it was like this happy accident that he made this hazelnut spread because of because of necessity. And so that's how Nutella came to be. Wow. Now my mouth is watering. That was the other thing I would do every morning in Venice. There's this little cafe from around where I was staying, and I would have the croissant that's filled with, well, they don't say it's it's not, you know, it's it's hazelnut chocolate goo, but let's just call a spade a spade. And, um, oh, every morning. So good. I love that you say it correctly. You say croissant. I say croissant, like in New Yorker. It's my Canadian, it's like my little touch of French, croissant, <laughs> croissant and coffee. And coffee. Yeah. That's what I had, croissant. Oh, you're the best. Well, that, look, that was an hour. I'm, um, I'm going to let you go back to your life. I really hope no one else crashes into your house. I hope you are feeling better. I hope your dad Thanks. is feeling better. Thank you um, so much. Um, every, I'm going to keep on paying attention, um, on Instagram, but I love that we kind of know each other now. So as soon as we can travel again, I'm hoping to be in New York, um, in the fall, if we're allowed to do such things. Um, and so we'll have to, we'll have to go get, um, studio visit with croissants and Nutella. I will make you a Nutella cake. (gasps) Oh my God. I will eat it. I will have espresso. My father is an expert. We have the beautiful espresso machine. We'll make you an Italian cappuccino. Oh we'll have God. croissants with Nutella, Nutella cake. And hopefully my Nutella painting will be ready by then. <laughs> and yeah, studio visit. Like a freaking dream. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Well, lots and lots of love to you. Stay safe. And you too. Uh, <clears throat> good luck with the whole, I hope. You know, that gets resolved soon. And yeah, yeah, we will, um, I'll talk to you soon. It all adds to the layers and layers of paint. (laughs) 
It sure it's does. All, it sure does. It's all oh, good. to be an artist. Yep, you look for those <laughs> silver linings. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's so nice talking to you. You too. And I'm so happy that we got to share your story. Thank you so much. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Isn't she fabulous? Not only do I love Elisa's work, but now after getting to know her a little bit better, I absolutely love her spirit, her attitude, her drive, and clearly the way she says coffee and tush. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, everything we talked about is over on my site right now, thejealouscurator.com, um, including her insane cakes that she just sort of tossed in there at the end. You have got to see them. They are crazy town. Seriously, this woman can do absolutely anything she wants to do. Let's all send her a little light and love and hope that she and her dad start to feel better and that the hole in their house gets fixed very, very soon. Thank you so much to Elisa for doing this with me, given the craziness in her life at the moment. Stupid Pluto. And as always, thanks to you for listening. Oh, and before I sign off, I wanted to let you know that Esther Pearl Watson and I picked a date for our live painting and collaging session on Instagram. Um, we talked about this quickly when she was on the podcast last week, and we are going to make it happen. So we're thinking of this coming Tuesday, April 28th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, so I will do a post or two leading up to it so that you know for sure. Um, but yeah, we're thinking Tuesday at 6 o'clock Pacific nine o'clock Eastern. Um, maybe it'll be like watching Bob Ross, but without the squirrels. Although who knows, anything's possible with Esther. Anyway, with that, I will say there will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.